and welcome to Netball Nation. And this week, we're very excited to bring you our very first sponsor. So I'm pleased to announce that we've partnered with femalefirst.co.uk who aim to empower, inspire and entertain readers with the latest news in entertainment, sports and lifestyle. Now this is a great website. It is so varied. You've got anything from like tarot readings to what what true crime is coming out on TV to what's happening with the royal family to current affairs. It's everything. So have a look if you get a chance to check it out. And they're going to do loads on the World Cup as well, I think. So Yeah, yeah, they will be. They'll be covering it all. They'll be there and they'll be pitching on Netball Nation podcast so yeah don't get much better than that yeah thank you guys it is really nice for female first to support us welcome to netball nation now uh, as ever i'm joined by the lovely mags how are we i'm very well very well looking very smart i'm liking the the fluorescent pink nail varnish oh thank you Uh, and she's she's back back. (laughs) we're joined by sarah sounded a bit like chucky that (laughs) (laughs) we are joined by sarah bayman with a huge rock on her fingers hello so uh, in case you missed that episode uh, stacy sarah's lovely fiance proposed back to her while they were over in australia Mm -hmm. and i'm not gonna lie that is one whopper of a rock on your finger yeah i mean yeah apparently stacy's been living on beans on toast for about six months (laughs) but no bacon yeah (laughs) well it is gorgeous and it's good to have you back sarah it's good to have you home now we're very excited that the vitality world cup starts tomorrow meaning we've got another jam-packed show for you first up we'll be getting up to speed on all the latest squad news and chatting about the roses half of the draw which sees them facing both jamaica and south africa in order to make the semi-finals Uh, we're also going to be discussing the support given to the lgbt play and coaches involved in sport. This is off the back of a Twitter profile that's been set up by a championship footballer who's apparently going to come out about his sexuality. So we'll delve deeper into that later in the podcast. Also going to be joined by a friend of the show, Claire Heasley, live from Australia. This is going to make you want to go back there, isn't it? <laughs> uh, she's going to be telling us about the social netball league she set up from scratch as well as giving us her World Cup predictions. Uh, finally, it's the one you've been waiting for, girls. We're going to be sharing our catch-up with Tracy Neville ahead of the Rose his first World Cup game against Uganda tomorrow evening. Are you ready? Yes. Absolutely buzzing about this one. Right, let's kickstart it. On a scale of one to ten, how excited are we about the World Cup? Oh, 11. Yes, Max. <laughs> Beat that, Sarah. Um, 12. <laughs> uh, right, it does feel like we've just been chatting and chatting mm. and talking about it. There's been so much build up to it and yeah. now it is finally here. Uh, on last week's show, we touched on late injuries and decisions about players' fitness and sadly for South Africa, Inna Marie Venter has just been withdrawn from the squad because of an injury she picked up during training. Uh, that means head coach Norma Plummer has called upon Surrey Storm's Siggy Berger as her replacement. Not about play it's put in is it ladies she's had a great season yeah and I, yeah and i think we talked about this at, at the time of selection that it, it must have been really close between those two and it's and it was a, it must have been a difficult one for siggy to take because she was you know highest percentage shooter in super league she had a great season so to be left out would have would have hurt yeah. and now the good thing for south africa is you, you get getting real quality in there as a replacement so really Big shame for Inamari Venter, but you know, I'm sure South Africa will be happy with that that kind of replacement. A solid replacement. Now, before her call-up, Ziggy announced on social media that she's due to be heading out to the Gold Coast for four months to play for the Bond Bull Sharks in the Heart Sapphire Series. Then she got the news about joining the South African squad in Liverpool. I mean, busy couple of weeks for her. She must she's be in demand. riding high. Mm-hmm. No, but that be she must be buzzing right now. Yeah, absolutely. Who wouldn't be? And, you know, it must be lovely for the South African coach to have that strength. You know, still sat on a bench waiting and call her up she's there 
Now, we also shared on our Netball Nation Facebook page, if you're not following it, get over to it, uh, the news that Caitlin Bassett suffered a mild concussion during training. That means she's going to miss out on Australia's two training matches. Uh, she's expected to make a full recovery in time for the start of the competition. But is it a bit worrisome that maybe for Australia just going into the competition? I think any coach would be upset and worried about any of the players that got injured prior to the competition and so close to the competition. Yeah. And I'm just trying to remember, did she not get injured when she was up against yeah. Thunder last time? Yeah, so she that's when she broke her arm last time that's when she right. played Thunder. Oh, so, wow. so some she people were to like, stay away from yeah. <laughs> well, no, she obviously missed the Thunder game. So people were like, oh, well, I'm glad she's not playing that game. You know, mm, that's, but yeah. it's, it's one of those things, you know, it happens in training, it happens in a practice match, like whatever. But it, it is slightly disruptive because she will be their number one shooter. So going into it, with minimal game time together um, is probably a slight concern for Lisa Alexander. But it's it's a positive that she is going to be recovered and ready to go. I'm for sure. Her, she, I, I am absolutely sure that she will be fit and ready to rock and roll when yeah. you know the, the big games come along. They've, I mean, they've got Caitlin Thwaites that could stand mm-hmm. in for you know in the, in yeah, the preliminaries I, if they needed. I her. think by the sounds of it, Seabass is going to be ready to go yeah. tomorrow, yeah. first game, whenever whenever that is. Um, but you've got to be like it's a head injury, so they're going to be super, super cautious with it, um, and so they'll they'll have probably pulled her out of those practice matches just as a precaution rather than absolutely. Anything else. But I'm sure it'll all be fine, right? Mm. Moving on, ladies, let's chat about England's half of the draw in com- comparison to the diamonds and do, silver. Do, do, do. So. Lisa Alexander has also mentioned this in a recent interview as it's going to be a tough run for the Roses if they're to reach the semi-final, isn't it? It is pretty tough. It is really, really tough. They've got a much harder side of the draw than Mm. Australia and New Zealand because they've got more top teams. So they've they've got Jamaica, they've got South Africa, Uganda are also on that side of the draw. So it's a really hard side of the draw. The, The good thing about that is... You get to semi-final if you if you get to semi-finals. You've really you, put the work. You deserve well, you, you to get be there. there. You get there ready and yeah. you're battle-hardened. Yeah. You're ready to Australia and New Zealand could go and smash everyone by fifty goals, and then you get to a semi-final. And it's like, oh, geez, what is happening? Because yeah. it's a shock to the system. Mm. So, it, yes, it's a tough draw, but the, there's. There's positives and negatives to it. If you get through it, you, you're going to be much more ready than I think the other side of the draw will be. Well, that's a good point, isn't it, Max, that Sarah makes that actually, if you give it some welly initially and you've des- you've earned your place there, then you can not, not relax and breathe, but you go, yeah, well, I got here on merit. Let's go for this. It's a grueling tournament for everybody. Yeah. And, you know, you are out the blocks and you're into sixth gear right from the start with the side of the draw that England have got. So they will have earned it and I expect them to get there. It's, and, and it is that sort of like, is it going to be better to have had those tough games and, and be like toughened up from them? Or is it going to be better to have conserved energy, yeah. which probably the other side of the draw will be able to a little bit. So it'll be coach, interesting to see how it plays out. As a coach, which would you prefer? I would prefer a slightly easier draw than England's. I would I would get rid of South Africa out of that side yeah. if I'm a coach and then I'd be happy with that side yeah, of the draw because well, you've yeah. got Uganda and you've got Jamaica. South Africa then become a like, oh, geez, yeah. mm. because they've beaten England twice in yeah. recent Recently. times. Yeah. So they're not someone you really want to play in and for, for a semi-final spot. And then Jamaica just losing by one to yeah. England. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, they will be really, yeah. really upset by that. They have got a point to make. But I suppose at the end of the day, it is what it is. They're going to go into it and they'll deal with what they've been oh, given. All right, yeah. Love Island. I know, yeah, I do. Do you know what? That was <laughs> a mini right. test. I was thinking, I wonder if anyone here has been watching Love Island you know and if so, are they going to get not, a reference? I've not even been watching it, but everyone I've speaking to has been like, it is what it, it is. is. And I was like, give it, it a rest. It's either oh, that or if you hear me say, can we go for a chat? No. That's, that, that's all you hear. All you hear is, can we go for a chat? Or, well, it is what it is. Do I need to be watching this programme? No. No, not at all. <laughs> oh, the other one is, 
Got a text. Uh, have you no. heard that? Right. I, I've, I've been sucking it off because I've got a jigsaw on the go, so I'd go for the jigsaw option. <laughs> that tells me if he's jigsaw or Love know, Island. Yeah. But if any of our Netball Nation listeners have been sucked in to the Love Island, uh, well, I, I have, uh, then you'll know exactly what we're talking about. Right, moving back to Netball, uh, Lisa Alexander has also said that New Zealand are the dark horses and they should be the ones to watch because they're a team on a mission. Do you think she's saying that maybe just to deflect attention from her diamond side? I think the Diamonds are doing a very good job of playing their chances down mm. pre-World Cup. You know, the, 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 as much as a world number one side can, they're flying under the yeah. radar because they're kind of piling the pressure on England with, with it being a, a home World Cup and them having one com games. They're going, oh, New Zealand are a rapidly improving side. They're dark horses. Oh, look how great South Africa are. And you're like, hang on, girls. Yeah. Like, you're world number one. Just yeah. own it. Like, <laughs> yeah. own it. Yeah, it is very interesting. It definitely makes it the most exciting and open World Cup today. I think that's fair to say, yeah. isn't it? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, don't forget as well, you can watch all the games on Sky Sports and stream it via their YouTube channel too, which is something we've massively been championing. We think that's great because it allows the exposure. Everybody. Yeah, everybody can, uh, can watch. Right, the next topic I was really keen for us to have a chat about um, because I was listening to this yesterday and I was having a little look about at the uh, championship footballer uh, who set up a Twitter profile after coming out about his sexuality to his family, his friends and the sort of the, the coach and the manager that he plays for. Uh, so basically, in brief, if you hadn't seen or heard of this, he's had a meeting with his team and they're due to meet later this week to discuss the next steps ahead of him sharing his identity publicly and uh, coming out as gay. Now, my first reaction to this was, why is why this Why is it person, even news? Yeah, why is it? It seems very sort of okay that you're having to go mm. and have meetings to mm. explain, look, this is my sexuality. You know, this is, this is who I am and agree a time and a place for that to be appropriate to share with people. Because mm. I'll tell you what, I've never had to have a meeting with my management and say, "Is it? Oh, can we agree a time that I could tell people that I'm a heterosexual female?" Mm. So, what does that even have to do with this sport? Exactly. Well, so, I want to you get see, your... I, I think I think this is intrinsically linked to football culture. Mm. So, for so long, it's been talked about. Oh, there's no openly gay footballers, and it's actually been made a massive deal. And what football needed is it didn't necessarily need someone to to come out at the top level. It needed more straight allies. Yeah. And no one was willing to to, to even go, yeah. yeah, like actually everyone should feel safe in this sport. And, you know, it, it, like, to, like there was a lot of tokenism in football for a long time. Like, oh, there's a, there's some rainbow laces and half of the teams didn't wear them or, you know, there'd be, you know, a rainbow armband. But no one was really coming out and going, yeah, whoever whoever is gay in this sport, I support you. Yeah. And, all the rest of it, and there was there's no there was been no real strong allies in football for a long time, and then it becomes a bigger and bigger deal. Oh, there's no one, there's no one gay in football. Of course, there's people gay yeah. in football. Like, <laughs> don't mean, be ridiculous. Look at the stats. Isn't it something like? Is it one in thirty men? Apparently, I can't remember exactly. But you look at the amount, even at a professional level, that we have in this country alone that play football, and that means I think it's there, there must be at least a hundred gay men playing professionally. Yeah. I mean, I've done more. Yeah, and, and and actually, I think you've hit the nail on the head, Sarah, in, in that they need straight allies. They need people to be going, if you are gay, this is not an issue. It shouldn't even be a problem. You should be able to just tell us openly. Yeah, and then because that's not happened, there's now a lot of pressure on, on whoever this first person is. So this 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 championship player, it's now like it's now a massive deal because you're going to be the first one. Yeah. And, and so I can understand why he's going through the process of of what he's gone yeah. because it's a big deal in football. In the rest of the world, we're all going, yeah, right, yeah. But if, if this is, I think it's that macho culture that mm. runs through football because we had it with a rugby player a couple of years ago. Yeah. Apart, apart from when they get tapped on the ankle and roll around eighty-five oh, yeah, yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. 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 
yeah, well, it doesn't go down that <laughs> way. the pathetic. But anyway, moving on, moving on. If it, you know, we had it with the rugby, where we had, you know, these big butch guys that yeah. apparently aren't allowed to be gay. Yeah. You know, because it's that's not there's nobody gay within our rugby game. It's about big, strong butch men. Hello. I know, but you but you look at the strides that rugby's made as well since mm. people like Gareth yeah. Thomas came yeah. out, and yeah. and rugby's become a lot better, and, and football needs to needs to take that as an example. I think. But it's, there'll still be the chance, won't there? Because we know how fickle fans yeah. are. So that player, when they do come out, will be absolutely berated from the but terraces. Do, do you know what this? Whoever this player is, I think will be one of the richest players in the championship by I, the end of this season. I agree. Endorsements, yeah. um, people knowing who they are, invited on shows, all the rest of it. Because to have that that level of bravery, to be to put yourself up there and go, yeah, I know there's going to be 30,000 fans every week and probably half of them are going to be against my team and potentially 5% of them are going to be idiots and shout things at me. Mm-hmm. You know what's coming. You see, yeah. the word that Sarah used there was bravery. Yeah. You know, it's, do you not think it's a really sad indictment of where we are? Yeah, that, that you, you have, have to, to use brave that word. To, and, and I think there's two strings to this I want to just have a quick look at. First of all, if this is legitimate, this account, and this has has been happening, first of all, I want to find out how you girls think this person's going to be feeling right now and what you think will happen in football and sport as a whole um, as a result of this person coming out on quite a high level. I imagine they're terrified at the minute mm. yeah. um, because I I know what it's like just to come out to, to family and friends and people that you trust and you know are going to be fine. So to do it on a national scale and it to be so public will be absolutely terrifying mm. for him. Um, but, I mean, it can have a massive ripple effect in football. And that's what we want, is it? That positive yeah. effect where other professional sports people within the football world mm-hmm. turn around and say, do you know what? I'm going... I- I'm gay as well. Yeah. And, and and what I hope happens is that his teammates or his, you know, people within the league or within football come out and go, yeah, I back him. Yeah. Yeah, I've, like, I'm not gay, but I back him 100% because mm-hmm. that's what's needed. Yeah, yeah. How much of that do you think will be genuine? Well, I don't know because because I think it depends how the media take it. If the media mm. take it as like this is a great thing and and like we're saying it, it like put it everywhere and you know celebrate it, I think you'll get a lot of like bandwagon jumpers where it's like, oh yeah, I like I I've always loved him. Mm. I've always known. Yeah. yeah. Whereas I think if it goes the other way and it's not received so well, it'll be interesting to see who comes out no. then. Yeah. And and Sarah, you touched on when when you came out to family and friends. Yeah. And obviously you've been in the sporting world for as long as you can remember. Have you has it always been just accepted and a given or have you ever come up against a, a, a moment that you remember of going, Oh, I didn't I felt uncomfortable there? Um I've never really felt uncomfortable, but I think I think netball's been very good. You know, like there's a there's quite a lot of openly gay players, mm. like Ash Brazel and um Laura Clemesha in, in Super Netball and the, the the kind of way has been paved. And then when we're talking about allies, the fact that Liz Ellis jumped on Maria Tutaye the other week when she supported her husband in what he said, um, like Liz Ellis is, is a netball legend. So for her to feel so strongly about equality and diversity in netball and it really to have, you know, no no personal impact for her that's what i'm talking about you need those kind of allies and netball's always had that within the sport Mm. and i don't think other sports necessarily do for anyone listening can you just tell us what her husband said so izzy falau put out um a tweet a while ago saying that you know um various people including homosexuals and drunks and whatever would go to hell 
unless they repented their sins. Oh, so are they extremely religious then? Is this what this is about? Yeah. So, and then now he's in a legal battle with the Australian Rugby Union who terminated his contract and he set up a, a, a GoFundMe page which was shut down, but basically he's still raised over $2 million for his legal fees from the general public. So what does that tell you? Exactly. So when, when he when he asked for kind of support with his with his legal fees on, on Instagram or whatever it was, um, Maria, Maria Falau had kind of kept quiet until that point and then she wrote, reposted that post, at which point Liz Ellis was like, nah, no, that's that's no. not okay. And the netball the netball world is, is very much kind of like that. And um, I feel like it's a, a bit of a shame for Maria because I, I imagine a lot of the questioning pre-World Cup has been around that, that rather than about a netball. Yeah, and, and what do you think then... Um, football and other sports uh, I think if we look at it male dominated sports what can they learn from the netball world world in terms of LGBT and coming out and being accepting um, well see from me personally I think it's as, as when we started this I said what has that got to do mm-hmm. with the sport yeah. you know we're all athletes that are all competing together you know they they break bread with this person they train with this person they'll go out with this person they haven't changed because the well, sexuality see, is different I don't think the, I don't necessarily think and I don't know obviously I'm not a professional footballer I don't think the problem would be within the game in terms of their teammates and their opposition I think the problem's in the in the stands so Do, so you think there needs to be a shift in the attitude of fans yeah. and the way they treat yeah. these people. And when we're talking about Izzy Falau, he raises over $2 million and that's from fans. fans. Yeah. So people hold those views still. And you look at football and the fans haven't got the best reputation. And so if you're a footballer, you might, I'm sure there's footballers who are out to their teammates and whatever, but would never do it publicly because of the fans. Yeah. So actually it's a, it's a broader issue than just, you know, is our football is homophobic because I don't think you can tarnish them with that brush. I agree. And I think from, because I work in football as well. And actually I think you meet a lot of fans that are very accepting and rightly so. But actually what I think you find is maybe the ones that aren't have the louder voices and yes, they're they often do. heard. Well, it's it's like school, isn't it? The like yeah. the Muppets are always gobby. Like, exactly, the, the, exactly. The good kids just shut up and get on with it. And, and the people who've, who've got stupid things to say, make sure everyone hears it. And here we are all talking on a podcast. About what does that say about? <laughs> I, mean, I didn't say which group <laughs> I sat in. <laughs> Are we the Muppets? Mm. Uh, no, but thanks for your views on that, ladies, because it is so important. It really does need discussing. And um, if you've got any views on that or if you'd like to share any thoughts on that, if you want us to talk about it in further depth or, uh, or you know, we can go off tangent and talk about it, do get in touch with us at hello at My Netball Nation or find us on social media at My Netball Nation. This and is like the most serious we've, we've it been. It really is, isn't it? It really is. Uh, no, but it is important. We have to cover every element. No, it is important and it's a massive it's a massive um issue not just in football in netball as well and and the maria and izzy falau situation has brought that up but you know it's it's ongoing and it's and it is it's not going to go away no no so the more we talk about it actually the better and uh yeah thank you to whoever you are this championship footballer for being so brave as sarah put it we fully back you here at netball nation you have our full support so yeah thank you very much now we're really pleased to be joined by our friend of the show claire heasley who's speaking to us all the way from sunny melbourne hello claire how are you hello how are you i'm great thanks we're good thank you it's great to have you on the show what time is it over there uh, it's just going on to 25 past 7 p.m. 
Oh, nice. So oh, not, not too, too late. Not too late then. Because uh, our very own Sarah Bayman's not long got back from Australia and we were having her up at all hours with <laughs> Sarah. Yeah, you were, but I was on holiday, so I didn't have anything better to do. <laughs> um, now, ah. now, Claire, you've done a lot uh, for Australian netball and developing grassroots. Can you please just tell our Netball Nation listeners a bit about the leagues that you've set up and why you're so passionate about it? Well, I mean, I came from a club, as uh, many young girls do uh, come from a club, and uh, I went. I started out in professionally in show business for Cameron McIntosh. By the time I left the industry full-time, I went into netball kind of by a mistake in a transition, what I thought was a transition, into maybe something else, and I stumbled across mixed netball. And I've got to say, the first thing that went through my mind was, what are men doing in my sport? <laughs> Which <Ooh>. was... <laughs> We've already Quite had this telling discussion. about my attitude back then. I was very territorial about the sport, and that was what I was raised on. You know, it was that back then. Um, it was something that women could say was theirs. That made me sort of look at the whole picture of netball differently and understand that there's another market sitting right within our industry where it could be of massive benefit, including making it a family sport where, you know, it's very rare you get to see mixed anything. Uh, but there they were, you know, husband and wives and, and dads and mums playing with sons in the over-18 competitions that were in a competition that I started to umpire in. And then uh, I got the offer to run that competition and I built it up from pretty much a very small comp for somebody else to 120 teams in a short 18 months which included training myself one-on-one 30 umpires to get them up into uh, national level, yes. And uh, then I sort of had a bit of an epiphany of why am I doing this for somebody else? (laughs) I should be doing this for myself. (laughs) You know, so I, I started to sort of in that first three or four years try and get also an all men's grade up and running. And, gee, that was like sucking blood from a stone because the guys just went into it and I started to really crunch them down and say, why? Why are you not interested? I thought you loved the game. But their answer was, well, I can play any sport with men, but I can't play many sports with women. I want to play with my girlfriend. And where I started out with one or two different venues, I'm now at six. Wow. And uh, it's not a matter of, yeah, and it's not a matter for me as a business owner to sort of keep spreading out as many places as I can because it really is about the consistency of producing the right culture and the right communication and transparency and safety through all of that because obviously when you put men and women together, you've got to coach them in the right way. Once they come to us, it's up to us to keep them in the sport and keep them engaged, keep them into that interactiveness where we build their self-esteem so that they feel like they're achieving something across the week. And then, of course, I absolutely dump on them everywhere I can about the super netball (laughs) (laughs) to sort of show them, go and look at a game, look, then you'll see what it looks like. And, of course, when you look at it from an entertainment factor, which is where I come from, that's my roots, I look at it and think this is a different, unpredictable game. And while I've just watched the all-men's New Zealand players play against the Silver Ferns, you know, getting ready for the World Cup, um, and that was stretched. What what I think would be magnificent is to split those two teams up and say, let's make two mixed netball teams and we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Absolutely. And, Claire, you um, you touched on as well um, getting uh, mixed children in from an early age. And we know that you've um, you've launched an e-book to help uh, children with their understanding of the game. So can you just summarise that for us, Claire? Yeah, so I wanted to be able to creatively bring in a brand called Netball Friends This is the first release. And what it is, is it's a 12-page narrated with a backing track on it. 
book that teaches any child about the structure of netball and what it is. And they learn a little bit about the three-second rule, what an opposition looks like, uh, you know, the pairs at one end and the other, and then the triplets that run across the middle. Um, and, you know, but the, the, the message really is about you know, you might want to consider playing the game because you'll make some friends. And, I mean, that's what it's all about really, isn't it? I it mean, is. none of us – there'll be 2% of us that play netball right across the game, that across the globe, that will reach elite level. There's 98% left. What are we going to do with them? That's Absolutely. my approach as a businesswoman, you know, and I think it's an untapped market. Do you expect a, a surge in kind of people coming to play around World Cup? And also, you know, what, what are you expecting from this World Cup from, from an Aussie's point of view? Look, I think we will get a surge, um, and that's because sport across, you know, Australia is just a, it's a disease and it's a good one, you know. <laughs> um, but, look, it's hard to say because of the way that people decide to get physically active is also contesting against their use of a, a screen, you know. They're, they're all sort of less active than what they are now. But I am expecting because of the exposure and the fact that people can watch it down down under here on Channel 9. We can watch all 60 games. I think that's going to be exciting. That's enough for somebody to start getting um, engaged with the game and then see the variety and then catch on to, oh, I see, I see how this is working. This is clever. I'm expecting that. And it's so exciting to know that we're now sitting in a cusp and, and, and an exchange and change routine with this sport at elite level. And we're nowhere near our full potential. Who can predict really who that top three medal winners are going to be out of well, the class? Well, come on, Claire. I mean, yeah. Come on, Claire. We're no going to put you. No, 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 give us your predictions. <laughs> You're clearly a very, very knowledgeable lady. So let's have it for all our Netball Nation listeners. Oh, look, let's I hear tell it. You, I tell you a bit of a strategy that I've got. I think we're going to see both South Africa and England are going to be playing for the love of the coach. That's what I think. And that's where extraordinary things happen because these two teams are in love with their coaches and know that they're going to lose this coach. It's the last stay, live in the live in the moment, show that coach everything that she gave you is worth it and come home with a medal. I think those two teams in particular, they're ready to, to go that hard. I think um, watching Nolene with the Silver Ferns, she's not fluking her ability to tap into, you know, top potential and people that aren't as experienced, even though they've got lots of people that have played in their team with lots of caps. But she's got this ability to nurture and time in the right formation to bring out a, a winning team in the right timing of it. And that's, in a, you know, you can't get any better as a, as a coach when it comes to tournaments because so, that's uh, what's going to So, so are those your top three? We're putting the Aussies out of the top three? Oh, no. I'm not <laughs> you know, because, because you know why? Because I think Lisa Alexander um, did, did a lot of soul searching about her last loss because it hurt. And I think knowing that she wouldn't have been able to predict four years ago what team she was going to bring this time round, I think she's never lost what that sting was. Um, I think she's got a different strategy. None of us even know what that strategy really is other than the fact that we've got the best of the best at the super elite netball um, skill level and, and it's about the adaption and the strategies across all that time. So I, I think we could be in for some magnificent surprises with Australia. So, of course, I'm going to say Australia, mm. Australia for gold. But I do think it's possible England could take a gold. I, I do think that's possible. Psychologically, they've done it twice. Um, you know, they did in the quad series and we only just pipped them at the post on points. It's not as though it's not possible. Um, and then you've got, um, 
you know, Jamaica being second, I mean, they, you know, that's a scratch of the head because psychologically now they're ready to go, we've got nothing to lose here. Mm-hmm. We can take up number one. If we got this high, that's just one step up. And I think that's another kind of psychology that's going on. There, there yeah, we go, Claire. I, we have a lot of wisdom to take from you. And thank you so <laughs> much for joining us. Before we let you go and enjoy your evening, yeah. uh, just let us know the, the web address where or where you can get your netball ebook for children. Oh, yes. Yeah. So you're straight to Amazon and the title of the book is What is Netball? What and is Netball? Will come and you'll be able to uh, download it in a variety of technical ways on, on your iPad. That is brilliant. Well, Claire, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for your wisdom, your knowledge and for your input. We really do appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks. so much for Take having care. me. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Now then, we heard Claire say there that uh, the, the roses are in love with their manager, basically. That's what she said, didn't she? That they love Tracy Neville. And she, it's clear, because we met her a few weeks ago at the Vitality World Cup announcement, um, that she loves them, doesn't she? She feels really, really passionately for them. And we managed to have a good chat with Tracy. It was like, with Mags and Tracy, it was like two best mates reunited. It was amazing to see. I think that's just because of the court battles some years ago. <laughs> <laughs> just played against each other. No, but it, re- it really yeah. was lovely. And she's, she's great. She's great to talk to. And her passion just sort of really shines through. Uh, We won't keep you waiting any longer because this has been a few weeks we've been building and now obviously World Cup, it starts tomorrow. So we will let Tracy Neville do the talking. Tracy, thank you so much for joining us. First of all, we've got to talk about the buzz because it's been quite clear today. You're just absolutely buzzing, aren't you? Yeah, I think I'm on um, this escalate and it was quite slow when I first started out and now I just want to run faster and faster on it. And I'm meeting up on Friday. I'm just so excited um, just to have all the girls back. I've, I've actually missed them, but probably I should really? say that publicly. <laughs> <laughs> when you're without something for six months, you're like, actually, oh, yeah, you're exciting. Mm. Um, probably on Sunday, I'll probably regret saying that. But um, no, I, I, you know, just to get the whole squad together. But, you know, it, it's it's a really sad thing, really, because we've obviously been in a training camp for three weeks. Um, and, you know, we can only actually take 12 girls to this um, World Cup. And, you know, the other the other 10 that have contributed to our environment over have been absolutely um, tremendous. The the buzz, the way they've been pushing each other. And, you know, you, you would have thought we were taking um, 22 athletes to this World Cup because the way they've pushed and um, each other has, has just been a real contribution to them and just shows what a real strong family we are. And I think that's just reflected through everything we've seen today. You can see the way they're actually friends. You all get along. It's just a lovely vibe, isn't it, all round? Um, I think one of the key things is when we wanted to invest this amount of time um, in our centralised programme that the environment had to be right on and off the court. And, you know, we are there to develop athletes, we're there to develop netballers, um, but we're also there to develop people as well. And that was something that really shone through really well from the players about how they the decision making and the contribution to that environment was so important from a playing group and I think as, as time's gone on we've really amalgamated that to actually being quite a, a part of a family And but within that we're, we're actually having fun together and I think that was really important. Yeah, Trace, can I just ask you about the centralised programme? Because that, you know, that was your baby. That was like, to me, felt like the turning point that you were brave enough to, to stand on to, to introduce it and how bigger part do you think that has played in the girls' success? They've always had the belief, but the success. You know, we, I've been part of England Netball for 20 years and, you know, every single 
coach, every single player has contributed to the environment and that can't be um, forgotten. I think what it was, was we, we wanted to make the next step. We wanted to make netball professional and um, that's where everybody wanted to go and we wanted to succeed and we looked at the best ways to do that and we had to look at the programmes out there who who had actually got that success in, in respect to hockey and cricket and you know how they were working. I think one of the things that we, we said was Netball is better than this, um, and UK netball are better than that. And the players um, within the Roses and each one of the Roses players were like, you know, when I come back from Australia as a professional athlete out there, I want to come into a professional environment. I don't want to be finding jobs. I'm a professional athlete and I want to be treated as one. And I think that is something that we, we have been really trying to do through the Roses programme, and I'd like to see that um, escalated through the NSL. Um, however, that will take time. It's still in its infancy. And I think the the amount of um, players and the succession of players and the, the players that have succeeded through them particular tournaments through this, with the support of the centralised programme, we saw Beth Cobden, Jodie Gibson and Nat Haythonthwaite come out. We're now seeing the Nat Panagaris, the Fran Williams. So through that, and that's not... Um, dissuading away from the experience we have in the team but these programs what they're doing is that they're enabling developing that confidence but also giving them opportunities to play for England because you know for me it's about creating as many players as we can competitive for places and that was really important through our um, objectives. Well I mean from me it's a massive hands up Tracy and congratulations that you were able to do it I'm just wondering which kidney you sold to make it happen. <laughs> Well, do you know, like, do you know, I, you, you talk about heart. I think I saw my heart. I want to say, because um, I think the that. challenges yeah. um, that we faced when we first put it up, I didn't actually think I'd ever, I'd ever continue in this role. Correct. Um, <laughs> so I think it was my heart that I actually okay. sold at that particular yeah. period. I haven't, you know, I, I do at times think I, I have actually got it back now. Um, I think, you know, I'm truly a rose to infinity. Um, these <laughs> girls actually mean everything to me yeah. um, and the staff and the programme in England Netball. And for me, um, this World Cup has been something that we've been waiting for. And although I've done one World Cup before, this really feels like um, I'm, I'm part of this team. And that was really important for me. Uh, you know, I just, from a personal perspective, watching these and we've been there, we've been at World Cups and what have you. It's nice, I think, to see that England are now being chased rather than England chasing. <laughs> for you, Maggie. <laughs> I, I spent a, long, a lot of my playing career being chased by you, Maggie. <laughs> and probably being knocked yeah, over didn't stop at some point. Didn't stop you shooting, did it? <laughs> Jesus Christ, she could shoot this girl. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Um, it's yeah. nice not to be chased. You know, it's nice to be... I'm not going to use the word feared, but, you know, respected that you are serious contenders and we all want that gold medal yeah, and think you're and, able. And I think it's just the confidence and the belief yeah. um, and the assurity that they can actually do mm. it. And you say about, I can do, and this is, you know, them three words mean mm. a lot to these players. Yeah. And, you know, there was a massive hurdle that they've been waiting 20 years to get over. Don't we know and, it? and they jumped over it. For me, it cannot be the end. The Commonwealth mm. Games cannot be the end. Mm. Um, we, we have to create something from this World Cup. Um, a win, um, but we also have to create a legacy yeah. after. And, and we always taught, you know, one of the major things for me, this wasn't a four-year cycle. This was about the roses going forward. And, you know, that's absolutely crucial that, you know, to my heart, I will hopefully um, enable that to happen.
Tracy, thank you so much. We wish you and the girls the very best of luck. And at Netball Nation, we'll be getting you on and we'll be chatting about it. Is that all right with you? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Best of luck. Should we have yeah. a cheer? Yeah, let's yeah. Do it. Come on, let's go, Nev. Let's do this. Spain, let's do <laughs> Good work, Nev. Thank you. Oh, that was Tracy Neville talking to us a few weeks ago there at the Vitality World Cup announcement. It was so good to hear from her. And Sarah, obviously, you couldn't be there that day because you were swanning around in Australia. <laughs> but- Busy, sorry, washing my hair. <laughs> but how good was it to hear Tracy feeling so motivated and backing the girls? No, it's awesome. And I think everything coming out of the England camp um, at the minute on social media and, and various platforms has, has shown how relaxed but how excited they are for mm. this. And I think... Having a home World Cup shouldn't be underestimated because the level of home support will be massive and it can play a part. And one of the interesting things since Com Games is we've talked about the sort of increased commercialisation of uh, England netball and how the sponsors that have come on board. And hopefully having Nike sponsorship will help with what Trace was saying about seeing red because the amount of merchandise that has been sold since they came <laughs> yeah. on board is like about yeah. 5,000 times what they saw, ever sold before. So, you know, I'm excited to get there and see everyone in red and see England and see what they've been up to. Um, but yeah, you can tell that Tracy's kind of a fan as well as a coach. So yeah, it's, it's it's really nice to hear. And and Mags, I mean, she was excited, Tracy was, a few weeks ago. She was ready to just get cracking, knowing that, you know, the girls are out there tomorrow. How must she be feeling right now? I think she'll have mixed feelings. I think, you know, she knows that she's prepared really, really well for it. She's got um, all the girls, hopefully, fit. Mm-hmm. They've had uh, great preparation in Manchester with these, these games that they've been playing. And so I'm sure she'll probably be mind on the job but also a little bit sad as well because she knows that she's going to be stepping away from from all this and i know she's enjoyed it but she's ready to rock and roll and let's just do it yeah definitely well best of luck to tracy and all of the girls who of course go for their first game tomorrow against uganda and hopefully because you did say to a mags we'll try and get her on the show yeah. either during the world cup but she'll probably be quite probably busy. after yeah post nah, world she, cup. she's got loads of time <laughs> fine. you tell her that sarah just call her up at half time trace <laughs> yeah. mate what's going on yeah. give us the lowdown <laughs> yeah. what you're saying what you're saying to him just put them on the speakerphone yeah. <laughs> no but hopefully we'll be chatting to a post world cup and it'll be all great stuff that we've got it'd be to, nice talk to talk about something other than netball as well absolutely what dun, I said dun, dun. I something I said other it. than netball <laughs> well we shall wait and see so watch this space uh, right before we get to our shout outs don't think I've forgotten my favourite part of the show the World Cup Champs competition <laughs> yay do you know right. what I, I wish I'd thought of some myself now I might I might do that I don't have the capacity to I mean, do I've, got, like I've got no time at all but I'm, this is what I'm going to prioritise making up my own chant you spend a lot of time driving so whack your music on and think right what, what name can what I put name to can that what name can yeah. I squeeze in exactly uh, so follow Following on from last week, uh, we have Mags narrowly in the lead, but can Sarah sneak ahead today? Uh, right, Kez Walker's kindly got in touch with us and she's a big fan of the show, listens while she's stuck in traffic on the M6. So thanks for that, Kez. Thanks for your support. Uh, we hope that Mags and Sarah don't ruin this with their singing. No I'm problem. Sure. <laughs> I think that's a given. <laughs> right, we've got two for you to have a go at today. Same format as last week. I'm going to tell you the name of the song, the artist, and read you the words for you to sing them back to me in the right tune. Are we ready? I mean, I thought there was going to be beers here this week. <laughs> <laughs> to get me going, nah, but no. Nah. You don't need that, Sarah. You know right, Let's go, let's go. Right, first up, we've got Hey Baby by DJ Otis. And the words would be, Hey Helen Housby, I want to know how you scored that goal. Hey, Helen Housby. Ooh, ah, I want to know how you scored that goal. Yeah! <laughs> 
Right, I think you both got that one. That was brilliant. What did you wear? It's We're, like, uh, are, we, are we like a melody now? Yeah, like, we could be onto like, something. I'll tell you what. What, what. what the new version of Pepsi and Shirley? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are, Max, we are totes harmonising here. Uh, right, I'll tell you what. Sorry, sorry, Kez, because that was, you know, that was great. But we're dropping the idea of this being a competition. I want you to work together on this one as well oh. because there's quite a few lyrics to this one. Right. So you can bounce off each other, right? It's a toughie. If you can get started with the tune, I'll join in to help you a little bit. We've got She's a Lady by Sir Tom Jones. The words are, she's got style, she's got grace, she's our keeper in defence. Her name is Jeeva, talking about mentor. She's our keeper. Whoa, 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 she's our keeper. Talking about mentor, she's our keeper and our keeper can fly. Have you got a piece of paper and a pen? Right. So I'll write that down. Well, you start with the she's got style, she's got grace, and I'll and then I'll join in. I'm not even sure how this tune goes. She's got style, she's got grace, she's a keeper in the fence, her name is Jeeva. Talking about mental. She's our keeper. Whoa, 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 whoa. she's our keeper. Oh, mate, you're going to need some intelligent fans for that chant. <laughs> Hang on, we've got one last line. We've got oh, to go deep oh, for this one. Right. And our keeper can and fly. You'll get the points on Yay! that. Yay! Oh. That was a three way draw. Nice, Emma. Kez, thank you so much for sending those through. And if you've got a World Cup chant that you'd like us to give a go, please do send it in. Uh, it's not too late. We'll keep this going all the way through the World Cup because I enjoy it too much. Um, <laughs> you can tweet us at MyNetballNation or drop us an email to hello at MyNetballNation.com. We'll make sure we cover them all in next week's episode, no matter how terrible they may be, as you heard there. Right, girls, any shout-outs before we let you say goodbye? I think there's only one shout-out. Oh, well, I've got two. Yeah, go on. Obviously, our England girls, our Roses, you know, they're yes. going to start that competition tomorrow. Smash it. Yeah. Oh, you absolutely have the country behind you. Tracy, take those girls and go do the bizzle. Yes, we believe in you. Yeah, and the other shout out is to our one and only Sarah, who yeah. will start work, BBC, on Monday. <gasps> yes. Change the game. Change the game. And we also have a game for Sarah, don't we? So she has a word to get oh. in. Yes. So, right, Max, have you thought about this? So I basically, have. on last week's episode, because um, Sarah's part of the Change the Game coverage for the Netball World Cup for the BBC, which is amazing, Fabulous. we are going to make sure that she slips in a word that is totally unnecessary and doesn't fit in content, context at all. And you, as our exclusive Netball Nation listeners, it is your challenge to try and find out what you think that word is. If they okay? figure out what the word is, we'll give them a shout on the show. Right. You know, so that, that, no, but she's going to say the word three times at some Okay. And we'll People write are going to think down. that there's something wrong with me. <laughs> we'll write it just to, give exactly. them a chance, just to give them a chance to sort yeah. of pick up what the word is. So you've got to be watching her. Yeah. And she's going to say it three times. We're going to write it down here in the Netball Nation studio. And you will get a shout out. If you get in touch with us, remember hello at my Netball Nation or mynetballnation.com, uh, my Netball Nation on all the socials. And if you get it right, we'll give you a shout out and we'll say well done. Yeah. Are you up for that, Sarah? Yeah. Oh, I think so. Of course you are. <laughs> Have you got any shout outs as well? I've got a couple. Um, firstly, I was at Croydon High School on Friday doing sports presentation and shout out to those girls because insanely talented. When we're talking about Coco Goff and people who are 15 years mm. old and smashing live, some of what they were achieving was just Brilliant. ridiculous. Amazing. And then one more, I know we've sh given a shout out to the England girls, but two of them will reach massive milestones in, in this um, competition. So... Ebony Bedford Chambers will reach 100 caps later oh, on in the competition. Yeah. Go Ebs. And Joe Harton, first game tomorrow against Uganda will be 100th cap. Oh, so. yeah. 
If you are going to that game, you know, cheer extra cheer, loud. Write a hundred on you. Just do something for Joe. Yeah, you know, amazing. And I think overwhelmingly, that's what we do want to say: is get behind the girls, scream, shout, chant, be be the atmosphere there, and cheer them on. Yeah, and. Wear red, you know, wear yeah. red for the entire tournament. Don't wash it. <laughs> if it's an England football yeah. shirt, it doesn't matter. Just yeah, as long as it's red. As long as it's red. Absolutely. And best of luck to Tracy Neville and all of the girls. Yep. We're right behind you. Right, that's it. The end of another show. Just want to say a big thank you again to our very first sponsors, uh, the brilliantfemalefirst.co.uk, <laughs> who aim to empower, inspire and entertain readers with the latest news in entertainment, sport and lifestyle. As I say, great website, so varied. Go and have a look at it if you fancy. Again, we couldn't make the show without the support of partners so huge thank you for them for being part of our Netball Nation family as always thank you Sarah Bayman and Maggie Burgess Shaw thank you to all of our Netball Nation listeners remember to listen to our podcast head over to mynetballnation.co.uk and follow us on all the social platforms at mynetballnation and we'll see you next week see ya cheers toodles this is Netball Nation